Hello, welcome to part two of episode one of the first episode of Beyond the Belief podcast. Um, originally, we were going to put this all into one, um, just big podcast, but I decided to split it up into two. So this is the second half, so whenever I say we took a break, we did take a little break and then we came back, but this is the second half where we talk about our, our testimony and how God is moving through churches near us. So I hope you enjoy this um, recording. Okay, we're back from the break. Um, what is up, guys? So we're just going to get in like into our testimony. So as listeners, y'all can get to know us um, as we continue this wonderful podcast that God has gifted us to equip. Um, so as we're talking about um, Jesus comes a storm and that famous story whenever he wakes up and and commands the the seas to cease um how can you really like relate to these two stories um well i can relate to not having faith and to being in that storm uh so before christ i i would go through these seasons of like a storm where things didn't really turn out how i wanted to like things weren't going my way and I was just in a storm where I wasn't faithful. I was like neck deep in sin. And where I can relate where Jesus calms the storm is whenever I called on his name. And like I gained that faith and like just falling in love with Jesus. Like it felt like that sin ceased, like those times where. I was neck deep in sin. I wasn't as deep in sin. Obviously, I was still struggling, but God was still working in my heart whenever I invited him in. So, like, if you're in a storm, we, like, us as believers, we still go through storms, but mm-hmm. where we can, like, where we're set apart is that we have that faith in Jesus. And, yeah, like, having that faith through the storm and in that storm it feels like the waves cease because our our eyes are not on our storm. It's on Jesus. So, yeah, that's where I can relate to it. We all go through storms. But once we call on the name of Christ and we have that faith in him, it seems as the waves and, like, the seas cease and those storms just are not there anymore whenever we have our eyes on Jesus. For sure. Christian, what about you, bro? Uh... We're obviously twins, we're brothers, so we, we kind of go through the same things not together. Not obvious, because they did not know that. Well, yeah, they did not know that. Oh, actually, yeah, 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 okay. We are here with two twins, actually, and yeah, yeah. I'm not a twin, but we're brothers in Christ, so yeah. it's all good. <laughs> yeah, the triplets. Oh, um, Grayson, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so me and John, we obviously grew up in the same household now uh, that y'all know. Um, so as we go through those storms, we... We saw them, we saw that we were all both going through, like, not great things, and we went through those not great things together, but, um, since we both had very little faith in Christ at that, at, in, in those times, uh, we weren't holding each other accountable, and we were in the same sins at the same time, doing the same things, pretty much, but we both handled them differently the storms and um we both enter different sins different times 
and it was just very a very not good experience troubling trouble yeah very very troubling troubling but um yeah i both i had the same thing where we were both raised in church so we both heard the gospel from a young age we just weren't interested and we weren't called to pursue it we were called to pursue it we We didn't have the ears to hear that's the that's what i'm looking for but we didn't have the ears to hear but as we were going through them, we we knew, we always knew. We had that conviction. Yeah, we had conviction. And it just, bottling up that conviction was not a good thing. And it'll, it eventually, like, spilled, and we just had to do something about it. And I had that time where I needed Christ in a moment because I knew what I was doing is wrong. And he convicted me so much to where I, I only had one option, and it was to call in the name of the Lord. And those storms immediately gone. Every like sin, if you if you face that sin with Jesus Christ on your side, and it's in His will, which being in sin, his getting will. out of it is always in His will. So immediately, like it, it was so much easier. You try and try without the Lord, it won't happen. With the Lord, it's just like there's a way out there's always a way out of your sin and it gets so much easier whenever you call on the name of the lord yeah yeah there's there yeah just to clarify like there's no way out of sin without without jesus because you can try religion you can try to work it off with every other religion that you choose but pull up your bootstraps not gonna work yeah truly you cannot go anywhere or defeat sin without Jesus because Jesus has already defeated death. You can sin. you can quiet the sin, you can try to settle it down. Settle it down. You can yeah. have those seasons where you're free from it for like a month and then it comes back to haunt you and Oh for sure. Uh you can think you have it all figured out. You can think oh I, I avoided Jesus but you know what, I'm all good. Nope, it's gonna come back. Just just <laughs> you can have that faith without Jesus that is gonna come back because it will come back without Jesus. But if you have faith in Jesus you know that you can be free from it, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll answer that question, you know. I've faced um, a lot of storms in my life that at the time, you know, I didn't really... It's sometimes I, I feel like you do know there's storms, and you do know they're going through them, and you do know that you need to have faith and hope, as we were talking about. Um, faith that Jesus will be there and, and the hope that know faith that he is there and hope that he'll bring you out of that um but i think one big one was for covid was even though it was a good time in the moment but i guess at the time like looking back on it i was so invested i was like a nerd in star wars i was looking at things i wasn't supposed to look at and sinful in that way um but i mean i was just at home chilling at that time i really wasn't social i didn't like church you know I was growing up in the church my parents went to go and start a church with um with their friends at their old church in McKinney and then they had me and my brother Aaron so like knowing from a missionary standpoint that I was kind of born into that which is beautiful like I don't really want anybody to not grow up outside of church even though there can sometimes sometimes whenever you're fed that so much it not that it's like, like, like kind of prone to reject you get 
yeah, you get immune to it and immune to this like sincerity and the deepness that Jesus really died. One of the Roman crucifixion, one of the brutalest, most most painful death deaths ever to human history. So that can get numb. Um, but there's definitely been a lot of storms that I faced, you know, recently, which I've had to, you know, go through with a, a death of a teammate, and then you know, um, with some other, you know, relationship stuff that I've had to deal with, you know, but always calling and have faith unlike the disciples and calling the name of the Lord so we'll kind of get into the next question and we'll kind of talk about the, the gospel um, John where did you first hear the gospel preached well, you, I, was... I mean you first heard it because <laughs> where did you first let's say respond respond to it um, probably I'd say summer after my freshman year is whenever I was like, I just, I don't know, the like the Lord was working in my heart previously of that, but it was to the point where I was actually responding to it after, yeah, at, like the summer after my freshman year. Um, I don't know. Uh, before that, I was just going about my day. I was selfish. I wasn't really thinking about anybody else but myself. I was doing things for my good, not for anybody else's. I was just a selfish teenager. Um, bitter. I was all these things. I, I was probably horrible to be around. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but whenever I responded to the gospel, uh, I don't know. I just felt. I, I just felt the overwhelming joy yeah. of Christ and I started thinking about others more than myself mm -hmm. which is a blessing for sure and it was different because I felt joy from serving others instead of serving myself and I just the spirit was working in me for sure he was working around me and he gave me eyes to see that he was still working in my heart still working in others and yeah like I started reading devotionals every day and trying to focus my eyes on him. And yeah, like, it was definitely a change. And there was, there'd been, since then, there's been way more blessings and way more joy and peace. And he's definitely still working in me, but I've definitely grown more and more and more since the spirit has grown in me more and more and more. And I've been awakened to that. So, yeah. Yeah. Grayson, what about you? Did y'all, um, did y'all respond to the gospel at the same time, or was it different time periods? Probably different. Oh, we'll, we'll hear Grayson, so then we can talk about yeah. that. Um, so, I'm going to go off a little bit, because uh, I want to... There's different time periods where, like, the first time I called on the name of the Lord, like, with genuine hope that something would happen, um, was, I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure it was late middle school hmm. where I was in like deep, deep, deep sin that at first I, I, I was in that sin because I wanted to be accepted by others hmm. and I wanted to have like genuine community, but obviously I was looking for it in the wrong places. And so yeah. I was in like deep, horrible sin 
that I thought there was no way out of like it was the only thing that connected me to others really and that's the only thing people know knew me for and growing up in church I I did have that conviction because I accepted Jesus at six so yeah I mean I kind of always had that the Holy Spirit but I pushed him back and pushed him back so once I realized like and I was being really convicted by the Holy Spirit like this is not what you want because I saw the byproduct of what I was doing and it was not good for me and I was realizing that really really quickly so I genuinely called in the name of the Lord like God I do not want this but I just can't shake it so I called on him and that sin was gone like I I just did not have those like feelings anymore of hopelessness like empty desires and so that's whenever I first kind of like called on the name of the Lord with genuine hope and since then that seeing him work that way has been like a crutch in my faith where if I'm like falling away I have this I always have this proof and evidence that he can work in my life and he will and he always has been working in my life I just have to open my eyes to it Mm -hmm. so that's the first time I really um, called on the name of the Lord but when I started responding it was probably going into sophomore year but it was I was like off and on really Um, I didn't really live in it but with that little faith that I really had, I tried to live in a direction that God would like. But I still was holding on. Like, I was holding on to the but trying to progress in my faith. I was still, like, one foot in, one foot out. And having that one foot in, whenever I would try to continue my faith, it was just like this weight that I, again, couldn't shake because if you're one was, foot in, one foot out, there's always something that's going to hold you back. So you're saying there was kind of like unrepented sin or yeah, unconfessed stuff? Yeah. Of, I hadn't conve- confessed much of my sin because, yeah. yeah, it was really difficult. But that's when I really started trying, like actually trying. But really, just since this year, yeah, yeah, this year has been junior year has been the most progress that we have both had, and like we're we're most right like the, we're the most aligned than we've ever had with the Lord. Then obviously, I'm still like so bad, but I'm I'm we're both trying our best, and we're both just kind of like chugging, you know. So. Yeah, praise God. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of answer the question as well. Um, for me, I was saved at seven, and I don't even remember what it was over, but I just heard the gospel, and I was like, um, this guy seems cool, but the majority was like, I really wanted to get baptized, because I was like, I saw the people in the water. Yeah. I, I, wanted, to get, I wanted to get baptized, because I wanted to eat the, the bread and the... <laughs> the bread and the crackers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, Dad, why can't I eat it? Dad, why can't I eat it? That, that probably wasn't motivated for <laughs> seven-year-old Pearson at the, at the same time. I just wanted to like, 
swim during church. Dude, I was <laughs> like, dude, you can swim at church service? Bro, I want to jump in. And I was like, Mom, when can I get baptized? She was like, well, you have to, you know, trust in Jesus. Um, but um, I uh, I did trust in Jesus at seven at a kid's thing. I didn't even know what it was preached over. I didn't remember. Um, but, you know, I, I, I went to church all the time, you know. Is, I guess, I guess you could have like that kid's faith where it's like childlike faith. Yeah. Childlike faith because like you you have faith in Jesus. Like Jesus is your friend. Yeah, you, know? you pray to him every single night. But like at that time, like sometimes it's hard for you to like I guess evangelize or understand because I mean you're seven. Yeah, dude, you just you just care about the new Star Wars movie or. The new Legos that just came out. Like that's all I cared about. The new minifigure series. The new minifigure series. Dude, that's what, that's all I cared about, man. Um, but I think like really like the sin struggle started to like um, hit in during COVID when everyone was just alone and um, yeah, no one did. Yeah, that was terrible. Hold you accountable. Yeah, for sure. That was terrible. And I really never was like a social kid until um, I guess you would say after. I really, really started to know Jesus more. Yeah, I was so just, I, mean, I was just kind of a quiet. I was not kid. a social guy. Yeah, like, this year. I prayed for boldness this year, and this is the most social I've ever been because yeah. the Lord is working through me. Because I was, I was a quiet kid, bro. Yeah, and you can ask my parents, and like, you know, it's just like I was so quiet and reserved, and really only cared about Star Wars, and I was idolizing Star Wars more than I was about Jesus. But I think what really hit me was, like, whenever I started to go into youth, and that was, like, whenever I was, like, oh, there are, like, people that actually, like, yeah. enjoy going to church, mm. and this is actually kind of fun. And then I think, really, as I was thinking about it a second ago, is, like, God used people to show himself through. Mm. Oh, yeah. Show, him, show, him, show himself. It's just, like, dude, these people are fun. These people are cool. I want to be like these people. And out of that came, you know, recognizing what I'd done, how I'd sinned against the Lord, and how I'd, you know, hurt other people in the process of it and hurt myself eternally. But really just, like, surrendering, even though I'm already saved, but fully surrendering and, like, Jesus, here's my life. What do you want to do with it? Mm, yeah. So. Real, uh, for me, like, real faith comes knowing that I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah, like in my flesh, I know what I can do, and it's bad, it's scary, and I don't want to be that person. So realizing that, just turn the away only from your the, flesh, yeah the yeah. only hope I have to really do what God has called me to do is to deny myself, mm-hmm. pick up my cross, and follow Him. You know, and that's like I still struggle with it daily, dying to myself, and it's. This guy can attest I'm not the best whenever I'm not picking up my cross and following Jesus. Yeah. Same here, yeah. Um, <laughs> he can attest I have an attitude for real. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I don't pick up my cross, this dude gets all of the attitude in the world, bro. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we're like, our flesh is our like, worst enemy. Uh, it says that our flesh is worse than the devil because our flesh is in us. The devil is an outside force. Yeah. 
our flesh is an internal force. So if we don't die to our flesh, like we don't need to worry about the devil. We need to worry about ourselves. Like, yeah. like ourselves. Like we will kill ourselves if we do not pick up our cross. So it's like it, once you realize that you, and then you like yearn for Jesus more because like I am nothing without Him. Yeah. Like I cannot do what the Lord has called me to do without Him. Like He says. So yeah. Yeah. And I think like. Some pastor probably talked about it one time, but it's a constant battle between um, just the flesh and um, the flesh and the spirit. You know, are you are you quenching quenching the flesh or quenching the spirit, mm. um, or giving living water to the spirit or quenching the flesh? And that's what um, Pastor Colin talks about. Um, you know, so at we talk church. about it. At my church, yeah. At Gateway Community Church. Mm. Pull up. And then um, at a... We go to Lake City. Lake, Lake City. Yeah. In Lamar, yeah. Yeah. So, on that topic, we can talk about churches and church experiences. Mm. Um, but we'll talk about just, like, our churches and how God has moved through... Um, how God has moved in us through the church or through how, our church. After that, we can go into how we see God working in others. Yeah, through for our church. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. One way I see um, God working in, in my church specifically is just the sense of community. And, um, you know, I just hope that doesn't get lost because a lot of our um, youth is um, is leaving because they're seniors so knowing and still having that faith um, because this might be another storm um, in the future that a lot of our, our, our youth that is there is going to leave but having that faith that the Lord um, will bring up a new New group, a new, a new, yeah, a new faith, and you know that's for sure. So, <laughs> so you're saying that community is a key part of yeah. your church, which should be in everybody's church, oh, honestly, because sure. that's like the Lord, like has that church because we need that accountability, we need that yeah. community and fellowship. So, yeah, and I personally believe that if you don't have a personal relationship with your pastor, your leader. You should not be going there because if your pastor is like, if if you have to like schedule something, not schedule, if he's too big of a celebrity mm. that you can't meet with him or yeah. you can't have his number or personal relationship, then that's probably not a church you should be going to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also those the mega churches that is hard to do. Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. That's what I'm kind of going for is like the mega churches. Like if you're going to a mega church and you can't talk to the lead pastor, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, because there's not that like bond there's not that community aspect yeah. I mean, yeah that's why I've never really been... visited a mega church but yeah, we, I've never been to Joel quick and explain that I am not promoting Joel Essene's church at all I believe that he is a false teacher and does not res- represent um, Jesus Christ in any way or his um, prosperity gospel I'm just kind of speaking to the best celebrity um, pastors out there in this conversation just wanted to pop in real quick and clarify that I um, hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. We don't have, I mean, we don't have any personal, <clears throat> like, 
experience testament. and testament going to a mega church, but we have all seen like what yeah, happens and, and stuff like that. And it's definitely like the Lord definitely does work through mega churches, but if you're going to a mega church and you you lose the community aspect, then you need to find a community. You know? Yeah. Like there's obviously a ton of inner circles at mega churches, and that can be the community, like life groups and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and also like other leaders there but I feel like if your pastor is such a celebrity that you can't have like at least some relationship with them or at least some contact then I don't know that's just some a key part in all of our experience going mm-hmm. to church is having that uh, availability of the at least lead pastor or preacher and if you can't connect then like if you don't know him personally and you don't know him outside of church I think that's something that's all important to us. Yeah. And like for me, that was big growing up. Shout out Dr. Blake Switzer. Um, we pastor at uh, Gary Community Church. If you're listening to this, what's up, Blake? Love you, man. Um, but Blake's two daughters actually babysitted me mm-hmm. and my brothers whenever we were young. So just memories of going over to their house, playing on the trampoline. And um, we even have jokes now just about different things, that different funny stories that happened. Shout out, uh, Brooke Switzer, if you're out there. What's up? Um, but, uh, look at me now. Yeah, look at me now. No, I'm kidding. She, she knows. I've seen her. Uh, actually, last weekend. But uh, anyways, um, I don't know. What about, like, what is Grayson's uh, experience with church or something? Well, so Lake City, the church that we both attend, is actually a new church plant that we've started in the past few months. Uh, it's been planned out for the past few years, actually, and it's just been like a kind of a seedling for a while. That this a is going to happen. The pastor's yeah. the room. Yeah. It was, but now it's like it's grown and it's flourished and it's actually a real thing. Um, it came from a core group in a church that we fizzled out, and that core group has transitioned, transitioned into this church plant. So we have this core group, and we have found a home, or a temporary home at least, in a public school, elementary school, Neesmith, Neesmith elementary school. And um, that's where we attend every Sunday. And through this, we've gained, like, we've had more visitors in this these few months than we had like the at, our old, at our old church in the past five years. Wow. So the past five years, or the last five years of that church that we attended, we had less me- or visitors than we have had in these, like, two, three months at this new plant. So it's obviously... You can see it's flourishing, and there's new members that just started going to this church that are like frequent. Like every week, we see them, yeah. and it's 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 like refreshing. Yeah, new faces, new community, new friends, just everything. You see God working every week through everybody that helps out, attends, has, puts this church together every morning, and also the people that stay that we can have community with afterwards. And seeing God move through our lead pastor, or not lead pastor, our preacher pastor, uh, Mr. Thomas Winborn, it's just amazing the way God works through him. He opens up his home every other Sunday. We have youth events there uh, every few weeks. And just seeing him and his kids every week, sometimes twice a week, is just it's really a blessing. And seeing the other pastors, George and Dan, hi, George and Dan, um, Damn man, he, that man can sing, and it's just love that guy, George. What a what a guy. George is just a really cool, bubbly guy. Uh, just really, really friendly, really welcoming, a great person to be around. All of them, really. But yeah, 
how has God, like, moved in your life personally to, like, grow your faith and stuff like that through the church? Well, these past few years, or this past year, I think, well, since we've, or we need to talk about Wednesdays. Wednesdays for youth, since we're doing a church plant, uh, we obviously don't have the biggest youth at our church. So whenever we attend our church, whenever we don't have a youth event for the plant, we go to a another church in Wiley, Waterbrook Bible Fellowship, and that's where we were mothered as we were looking for a home or a temporary home for our church so we can start building. So in that meantime, about a year, year and a half, we attended frequently um, Waterbrook Bible Fellowship, and that's that's our youth still now, and we're still really connected in that church. So um, it, all of it started at Waterbrook, So, yeah. and that's really where we started personally growing one-on-one and not just relying on somebody else's faith to lead us home. So that's really where our, like, the basis of our relationship with God started was Waterbrook Bible Fellowship and hearing Pastor Jeff Denton, um, his worship for God and his day-to-day life and his preaching every Sunday or every other Sunday. Um, rest in peace, Jeff Denton, he recently, recently passed. But uh, that's really where our faith really started strengthening and having that community at Waterbrook um, that's really what gave us the drive to have a personal relationship because we saw other young people's personal relationships flourishing. But I'm going to yeah. pass this to John for his personal and um, just testimony with that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, going off of what he said, uh, like, we both were praying super hard for a community like us, which is, like, young people that are on fire for the Lord. And uh, once we, once our, like, main group of uh, church attenders like fizzled out of our old church into Lake City. Uh, we moved over to Waterbrook, like you said, and that's where we found that true core group of friends that are on fire for God. And that was truly a prayer answered and a miracle because it like it took us from lukewarm to actually growing in our faith on a daily basis, reading the Word, growing in our community, and growing in our like faith for Jesus Christ and like that core group of people at Waterbrook, that youth, it really, it helped us grow in our faith and it like having those people around that were faithful influenced us in a positive way, which like it made us look up and made us look at Jesus Christ. So going from that, like we were still not perfect, but we were one step close to the Lord. So that's a true win. So once we went to Lake City, that's whenever we like, we had to put that faith to the test because we were uh, it's like it's hard whenever you have to leave your church that you've known for so long and like plant that somewhere else and like start a new work but having that faith in Jesus and like him holding us up we really got to grow even more in this new church because newly pastored and like we have that faith that he will do something with this and he seeing that face to face is like it helps us like love on Jesus more and it helps us trust in him more because we see the product of his working um so yeah do you think um do you think the time in between whenever the, the y'all's old church defizzled um and going to waterbrook and by the time that you are now you know having this church plant and god is growing it in an amazing way do you think waterbrook personally helped you oh yeah for sure Dude. like 100 <laughs> percent. if you if you knew me before we actually started attending waterbrook New face. That, that's not even me, bro. Yeah. yeah. That, stepping into the youth for the youth building for the first time ever was like the most scared I had ever been to 
do something like that. That was really a start of a new me because mm. before that, that was like right after COVID. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it was like right after COVID. Before uh, COVID. Oh, you can go ahead. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, just to ask about Waterbrook. Is Waterbrook, um, how big is our youth? It's so 20, it's like 30 people. Yeah, it's pretty small, but they're all like best friends. Uh, that's pretty awesome. much. That's awesome. They, it's a big friend group. Is there, is there like divisions in the friend group that y'all notice? No, like, no? it's not really divisions, it's like age groups. Started yeah. like starting new relationships because, like, once again, every youth experiences this people age out and they have to go and so that puts that responsibility to build those new relationships on the on other people yeah so just it's just we're in that season where since we had seniors leave we're in that season where we have we're the ones that are responsible for keeping those relationships like alive yeah. alive and so like starting new ones with the new people that are going into the youth yeah so yeah, yeah here in wiley there's quite a bit of churches mm-hmm. and even whenever i visited um I just got back from Fort Worth, and I mean, we would drive down a road. Um, we went to my cousin's um, musical rehearsal, and we would, I would notice, and we would just be driving, and there would be like a Baptist church there, a Baptist church there, a church of God. I mean, they go to Cross Creek, um, Cross Creek Church, which used to be First Baptist Colleyville a few years ago, um, and then they changed their name. Um, but I mean, right next to it is a Methodist, and then there's a church of God right on the same road. And that was just interesting. You know, for me to think about, I guess we're on the on the topic of churches, of just to think about, um, you know, whenever I do get in the ministry, you know, if I do start a church plant, if that's what God, um, Lord willing, calls me to do, um, which I'm not sure, you know, the Lord hasn't revealed that to me yet, but you know, instead of being somewhere in such a saturated place such as Fort Worth, mm-hmm. in that area, there's so many churches around not saying that there's not people in need there's people in need everywhere of jesus but going somewhere that is so dark and so lost that they need a church that's like the thought behind like city because yeah. levon is growing like they're like right now they're like number two like the number two biggest like city city or i don't know community growth, growth yeah community. biggest yeah. growth right it's second biggest in growth. texas or in the u.s i, I think, think in the texas. u.s no it's in the u.s well yeah collin county i think is like one of the biggest or fastest growing counties in all of america mm-hmm. and levon in like the josephine aveda area is the fastest growing within that and there was only two churches before us for like thousands of people and that's why we were called to levon is because it's a place in need there's a lot of lost people there there's a lot of people that are de-churched and just some have never even heard the word or the name jesus so like that's why we were called there because it's so dark there's not there's not enough church churches there like there's not enough churches there that people can go to because it's just so like fast growing that they haven't even had time or I don't know but there's definitely a need there that the Lord has called us to go and be the light there so for sure and especially like with the growth of all of the new um new um new new like buildings like there's a lot of new houses and with new houses come new families and you're not going to have a whole bunch of old people um Levon yeah, on. the 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 average age or the average like family is newly married with one kid, mm. and they're all like in their late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, that's like yeah. the main thing. Like new families are moving to Levon, and with new families, that with 
kids and stuff like we that's like if they don't have somewhere to plug in and to actually have like a foundation this new generation is not going to have faith and not going to have those roots and that that foundation to grow like with god in the light so like we thought that the thought behind it was to go there to minister to those people because everybody needs faith yeah. and everybody like they're gonna new families is like that's like a new season and if they go into that new season without any light then they're gonna be lost <laughs> they're gonna be it's gonna be dark wow um yes yeah, so yeah. we thought about it yeah I'm just looking at this website I mean the average age is 34 so that's a young young community if the average age is 34 um because that, that's just not many old people there because they would definitely be older yeah what's yeah, the average, average for Wiley well, let me look Wiley so the average age difference. yeah it's probably a little older but it's not it, probably not too off because yeah I mean we're growing Wiley is still growing for sure yeah. <laughs> average income we don't want that average age <laughs> Yeah, 34 years. So around the same. So it's the same. With the stark contrast between churches per person. Yeah, churches per person. That's the staggering thing. That's the thing that sets Lamont apart. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, there's still neighborhoods here and kind of, but we're kind of getting a little full. Kind of to the point in the world. You know, kind of reaching our full point, but, you know, more money. I think whenever whenever we both moved here, which was like 11 years, 12 years ago, it was like 15K in Wiley. Something like that. Something. And now it's 50. Wow. Probably more than that. Yeah. Wiley, the, what would that be? Like Wiley population. population. Duh. <laughs> That's, it's actually not even 50, it's 60. <laughs> 60, yeah, it's, wow. it's 59, but round it out. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Um, Almost. Inspiration Bozeman was not even like a thing whenever we moved here. Oh, no. And, you know, I mean, I was I was here then, but, but yeah. So, two big neighborhoods. But yeah, there's only two churches in Lebanon. For the amount of people that I are moving in there. Well, there's First Baptist Levon, and I don't know the other one, but like in our area of Levon, yeah, there's only two. But still, there's not enough because most of the people there that are going to church are going to the cross. Yeah, and that's a big trek. And like the the three main churches, I would say here in here in Wiley, Texas, are at least youth wise, friends that I know that go to Wiley High School, um, are the Cross. Um, Gateway. Gateway. And North I place. attend North Place. Okay. Those are the three big, <clears throat> yeah. um, I would say, overall, like, like the, if you want a... The big three. Yeah. If you want a good youth. If you want a, a Bible-believing youth um, that is not really affiliated with any denomination, um, then, yeah, that's the youth to, to go to, for sure, that everybody goes to. It's really popular. But, um, but yeah. So. Most of the time, whenever we mention, like, the church that we go to for youth, they don't even know it. Hundred percent of the time, nobody really knows. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent of the time, nobody knows. Yeah, I mean that's not too far off though. Like, they know the area, but they didn't know like, oh, that's the church that's there. Like, if you say like the church that's right next to the community park, they'd be like, oh, that's what you're talking about. But they yeah. didn't know it previously. You know? Yeah. Well, what was sad was you know the pastor died, but my mom was telling me about it. The pastor like really set up, um, you know, his passing because it was it was kind of oh yeah, it was kind of whenever, expected. Whenever before we uh like actually planted the church mm-hmm. that those were the topics like he wrote a book before he died he already had a playlist for the songs he wanted to play at his funeral and he showed that to us 
he, he was very open that like he was the time happy. is the time is coming yeah. and he was joyful through it making my playlist right now <laughs> okay um <laughs> no yeah but uh blake switcher actually went and preached there last sunday yeah. to fill in for him but um it's pretty cool but um just a side note for your audience and we just been kind of talking um a lot but uh just listening into our conversations but we're gonna have um it's gonna be more of like an interview space con or podcast and we're gonna have a lot of different um people in our lives you know small group leaders pastors um so yeah yeah uh forgive us for the choppy like yeah, commentary yeah this is a just this is just a raw like actual conversation for sure that's just being recorded and once yeah. we get more into it we'll um We'll be able to like speak more fluently. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. this will this will be a lot more, kind of just organized, and we'll have a lot more planned out. But this is just like get to know us and who we truly are and yeah. where we're from. Uncensored. And, yeah. Right. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to the Beyond the Belief podcast. Um, it's been a joy, and hopefully you can listen to future episodes that we'll upload here shortly. Nice, yeah. God bless. God bless.